When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 20th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one, a.k.a. New York Times quoted at Tim Gettys. Oh, I love that so much. I'm, I'm very happy to get an intro from you. It feels good. It's been a while, Greg. So this, sure. this feels like we are in a very good place right now. Yeah, it does feel good to be here with you. How was your weekend? Uh, you know, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was the high of your weekend? They didn't exist. Okay. They haven't okay. existed in okay. 10 days. There have okay. been no highs. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm stretching. I'm yeah. trying here. You yeah. Know. yeah. You Greg's went, been going through some stuff, y'all. You picked the wrong y'all. door to go you down. Know, I know, that, I know. Buddy. You picked I'm the wrong bad, day. To bad, Instead, how was your weekend, Tim? My weekend was utterly fantastic, Greg. Watched so much good stuff. Of course, The Last of Us, you could watch our reaction over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Um, I'm now halfway through season two of Succession, aka yes. one of my favorite shows of bing, all time already. Bing, it is bing, 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 oh, bing, it's so bing, good. Bing, bing, bing. It's so good. Y'all were right. Um, and played so many video games. Yeah. But you talk about any of them? Uh, I can talk about all of them. Yeah. With the good comes the bad, Because oh, here, here's oh. the thing, a couple things I need to, to get out of the way. All right. Yeah. You know, there's like the born again virgins. Right, sure, Barrett. I'm I'm doing something less cool than that. What all right, fuck, <laughs> I, I'm, you I'm brought a, up the goddamn Wii. You totally. That's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get it. Hey, man. And we got Wii. We'll talk about this in a second. We got Wii U trending worldwide. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, Glad that fucking shit. shit's back out. Oh, that was great. That was great. But um, so there's the born again virgins. I am a born again Pokemon master. Great. Oh, okay. I was unlocked okay. oh. uh, uh, in November with Scarlet and Violet, and I have been slow. Reactivated. Try, reactivated. Trying to catch them all for the very first time. All of them. All you right. You. You uh, did it's, it all. It's outrageous you've never caught them all. Well, I mean, it's, that's, it's a, I, I had at one point, and then they added more. You know sure, what I'm saying? Sure, that's sure, the sure, problem. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Poker, fair enough. Right? Yeah. But now I'm trying to turn that problem into a solution. Sure. So I got them all in uh, the Paldea decks in Scarlet and Violet, starting from the beginning with um, uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee on sure. the Switch. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go every day. I've been talking to Andrew nice. Goldfarb. Great thing, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter, Greg. God, I've been playing Goldfarb through. still obsessed with that game. And he's here. Yeah, I know. I'm here, more here. I'm which more. is fantastic. Um, but... I've been slowly doing that. And that was kind of my early January game where I'm, I'm just, hey, I'm just watching stuff. I'm playing games. Great time for everybody involved. But then guess what happens, Greg? What guess what happens? What happened? I Video games. Guess. Yeah. They're coming out left and right. All right. Coming. Boom. Hi-Fi Rush. Didn't expect that shit. Sure. Love it so damn much. Dead Space. Love it so damn much. Yeah. Metroid Prime Remastered. Boom. Shadow Drop. Love that shit so damn much. So now I'm in this problem where... PlayStation VR 2. You've been playing it on top of it. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Um, but I was playing through Dead Space. Sure. Freaking loving it. Got about two-thirds through. Yeah. And then Hi-Fi Rush happens. Sure. And I'm like, oh my God, I love it. Got about two-thirds through. Damn. Then Metro and Prime you got about two. Th- I do not. I, I know, but they keep. You just keep things, edging keep, yourself they, on all these games. These things just get exactly. So now yeah. I'm here, and this weekend I was like, "What am I gonna do?" So I, I play a little bit of Hi-Fi Rush. Then I start playing a little bit of Dead Space. I'm boffing around. I'm like, "Why am I playing Pokemon right now?" I find myself doing dumb shit. I'm just like, "Tim, you're wasting your life. You're wasting your time." 
And this Baron, is when things got bad, Greg. Can you grab me grab my backpack from the side of my desk and bring it to me? This is when things got really, really bad for me. This is when the, the, the Goopy Goblin Gamer Brain took oh, over. Oh, no, not Goopy Goblin Gamer Brain. Yeah, exactly. Straight out the of Big mind. Uh, I was there, and I'm just like, I'm sitting here. I'm bouncing between Nintendo, PlayStation, and Hi-Fi Rush. I'm playing Dead Space on PlayStation. And I'm just like, oh, man. The Elite Series 2 controller is real nice. And I was like, oh, you know what? I fucking, I'm not really liking this DualSense Edge. And I'm, I'm playing with the Nintendo Switch Pro Control. I'm, like, I'm a big fan of this guy, too. You know? And there's the new 8-bit-do Nintendo Switch Pro Control that I've been playing with. I'm like, this is good. Then I turn into, I'm like, you know what? I want to I experiment with a bunch of different games. Which controller do I actually like best? And I went down a rabbit hole, Greg, of like, can I play Xbox with a DualSense Edge if I wanted to? Can sure. I play on the Switch? Sure. Can I do this? Sure. Can I mix, mix and match? Next thing you know, I'm three hours deep testing controllers just trying to get them to work it was the biggest waste of my time ever but i had such a good time i even cut myself so badly can i get my one can i get my one you can't see it at all yeah, you but can. you okay. got a weird yeah oh jesus yeah dude it's real bad we got a gash on this guy on my on my trigger figure what am i supposed to do i'm out here trying to figure out which controller is best i reached behind my console home theater thing kevin bit you just it was just like a, i don't even know what the fuck it was i'm out of tetanus who the hell knows jesus. i sliced my shit open i'm like great i won't even know which controller is the best because i can't even pull with my little thingy Anyway, Greg, life's really hard. I don't understand how to fully make all my controllers work on all my systems, but I will get to the point that I make a decision, and I'm going to try to commit to that being my controller that I use on everything. I adore that. Thank that you. is really cool. I, I appreciate just simplification of I'm, I'm going to commit to something, I'm going to go with it. Similar but different. Stick mm -hmm. with me on mm -hmm. this one. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I'm working on Wild Hearts for review. I'm working on all these PlayStation VR 2 games for review. Then family emergency i eject i'm gone for 10 days right and you might say well that sucks there's all these games you wanted to play yeah. and they're all at home on your consoles and stuff now but thanks to the power of certain handheld systems mm -hmm. you can go out and you can play any game anywhere anytime mm -hmm. and so you know i've talked a lot of trash in my day yeah about a certain nintendo system called the nintendo switch but i want you to know that this was a return to our love affair, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Ooh, playing that Switch that out that there. OLED, Greg? Of course it's that OLED, oh, please. Burn I spare no expense. But what I've been playing, of course, is a little game called Octopath Traveler 2. Oh! Right? You know that I was a big Octopath Traveler 1 fan. You traveled eight paths before. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and so it had been that thing of, man, Octopath Traveler 2 coming out at not, not an inopportune time, just review season. They come nonstop, and they don't stop. Exactly. The hits, the hits start coming, they don't stop coming. Yes. Said the rules, I hit the ground running. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, this was a nice one of the code arriving just before I had to go take off and be in a plane and all this other stuff. And of course, Ben was there too, and he means that you don't get to play games on planes anymore or whatever. But I also got the Dice Awards I'm hosting this week. Should have put that in housekeeping. I forgot. Hey, everybody, I'm hosting the Dice Awards on Thursday. Come watch me and Stella host the Dice Awards. Uh, IGN.com, twitch.tv slash IGN. Uh, and so, got to put in a solid number of hours here on Octopath Traveler 2 for a dad and for a man going through a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and so, Having quite the time with it. Review embargo went up on Friday. The reviews are out there. You can go check them out. But the Greg review is it's more Octopath, which is great. Some of the stories are great. Some of the stories I'm not super into. But some the ones that I'm into, I'm super into. And I've been happy to have the Switch along for the ride. Because, of course, I, I had Metroid on there, too. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to do a Metroid Prime playthrough at some point. And then uh, it just got caught up in the Octopath. I want to just, I'm committed to the Octopath. But, Tim, here's where we're coming full circle, kind of. I get it. I see in it. Different lane. Yes. I did something else with this Nintendo oh, what Switch. What you do with it, Greg? Tell that is a suggestion it. that comes from you, kind of funny audience. Uh, I forget which episode it was uh, where we were having a conversation. Oh, it was the Gamescast where you weren't there. And we were... Probably hey, a good one. 
What's up? Are you over the switch? Are you still playing the switch? Yada yada. And it was pretty yeah, great one to have me not on. I per- love. Well, hey, you, you know fuckers. what? You don't want to be on it. So that's your problem, that right? You had something else to go do. Shit, you had something else to go do. That pop up. And I, I and I, as I said, I was very much like I don't. Just, I have not. I got. I bought the OLED at launch, and I really haven't put anything into it because I was, you know, everything beforehand with it. Octobath's changing that. I'm playing a lot of that. But one of the things I bitched about in there was like the traditional Greg character joke of like, mm. well, this is more of a Greg problem than anybody else's problem. But the fact that Nintendo has to be so different. They see Xbox nail the button layout. A, B, X, Y. They got they see Xbox and like, you know what? Just to be different, we'll be different. And we won't have the same buttons. They were way. first. I'm just yeah, saying. They were, they, they I, I agree that Nintendo. it's stupid. Agre- I agree. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree on who was first yeah. to it. I'm just saying they copied Xbox, but they wanted to change. They pulled, the, they pulled what I like to call the PlayStation All-Stars move. Oh. We're a copy at 95% of the way, but got not it. all the way. Got, okay? got it. Mm-hmm. And when I threw out that, Obviously, joke. I mean, it's a holdup for me of like, wait, shit, I never used this system. Which one? Oh, is the X- it was a big problem for me this weekend, specifically jumping between games, Greg. And when I said that, somebody was like, well, Greg, you're kind of, this is the, like, I, we understand you're fucking around, but this is the stupidest thing because you could just change the button mapping. Yep. And I was like, yeah, I could. And so I went and did that. Oh, yeah. And then I almost bust out the little screwdriver to switch the buttons. But that's where I was like, that's Hilarious. a bridge too far. I, I respect I'm, I'm shit. Here, I, I looked right? online at what to do, and they were like, do the screws, but then you got to have this thing to pop this. And I'm like, I'm in rural Quebec right now. The last thing I need to do is break the Joy-Con. Now that I'm here, I'll probably tinker with it or just give it to Kevin and say, Kevin, that's great, dude. I'm here for this journey for you. I'm very proud of you. I did that a long time ago for uh, my Switch, switching it to the the, the placement of those, Uh, mainly for older, like whenever I'm playing like collections of games like Sonic Origins or something like that. So I'm often in the settings, bouncing between the presets. Nintendo, like first party games, it just feels right. I've been doing it forever, so sure, I, yeah. I understand Another, inherently. Yeah, it's a language um, you understand. Exactly. But yeah, for a lot of the other things, it's like, no, this isn't this should not be run, this should not be jumped. We gotta switch these things. But hey, they allow that in the system settings. They do. Mm-hmm. Just like we allow talking about the news. I has a bad transition. Also, shout I out. I, I was thinking about this the other day too. I still need to post about it. Uh I'm still using waterfield design cases for all my stuff. Yeah. This is not Whoa. a sponsorship. Jesus this is Christ. Not, this is my Steam Deck. <laughs> How many more have you gotten? This is my Steam. Honestly, Barrett, if you want to go get the PlayStation VR bag, my Vita is in there in the exact same. I've used the same case for all my handhelds since the PlayStation Vita mm-hmm. from Water. And then they also. It's the just, best case there is. They just started making this bag that my you can God. see. You ben. literally are pulling bags out of a bag that's all the same. I love this my, so this much. This is all covered in Ben's milk because he spilled the milk. That is disgusting. No, it wasn't like what? It, it was, yeah, I guess it spilled milk. But like, <laughs> anyway, you shake it. I guess, head, but I mean, like, whoa, whoa, is that disgusting? Disgusting or whatever. No, hold on. Thanks, Barrett. You tell me. Is this also a bag from them? No. Okay. That's a bag from PlayStation. Okay. But I, that's my original Vita, right? So you got the Vita. That's a Steam Deck. And then you uh, got... And they got other designs for bags. I just keep buying the exact same design. How often are you using your Vita that you had to get one for your Vita? It's what? crazy. Oh, that, I, no, like, this is how old it is. Like when Vita was a current uh, thing at IGN, I like I, I, it's worn out. You can see that I've been busting. So you, you've got brand loyalty. Yeah, they're great. SF bags or at SF bags on Twitter. They're great. This is their new. Uh, I don't know. Any, again, this is not a sponsored thing. No, this is just the fucking off. Awesome. It's just the fucking ridiculousness yeah, that I use no, the great. same thing. Waterfield uh, designs SF bags on Twitter. This is their new backpack, and I don't know the name of it, but it's fantastic. Dude, SFbags.com, according to it. In High quality leather. I'm a, I'm a very very big fan of all this stuff. Do you I have do one wish, for your Wii U. That's what I was gonna say. Off. It's like they don't have one for the superior system to the Wii. Uh, the Guys, Wii. don't do this. Come on. All right. Hey, don't man. do this right now. All right. Don't, don't be Brian Altano about it. All right. Instead, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the Atomic Heart Review Roundup, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, art book leaking, and so much more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, 
on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. That's for free. You can write in with your questions, comments, concerns, all about the day's news. Then, of course, you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and podcast services around the globe. Of course... We could be setting the record straight for all the people supporting us over on patreon.com slash kind of funny on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You of course could get the show ad free as audio as video. You could get bonuses. You could get exclusive items. You could get merch. that's only available there and you could watch us record all the other podcasts live and ad free. Just like the kind of funny podcast this afternoon at 3 15 PM Pacific time when I will give Unleash. perhaps one of my greatest ideas of all time. Fuck. One of my, you're like, oh, I've listened to you, Greg, since the podcast beyond 300, since 150, whatever. One of my greatest ideas of all time. But the sad part is some of you will have to die to make it happen. You've got to stop saying this. I'm just laying out the truth on how it's going to be. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Come check it out. You won't die today, probably. You won't die probably. today. Probably. It's that thing where it's like, I can't, I can't promise you. For my plan, it wouldn't work in time. You'll see. Don't worry about it. If you want to go that extra mile and support us for free, use the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny when you're checking out of the Epic Game Store or when you're playing Fortnite Rocket League, Rumbleverse for a little bit longer. I just can't pay anymore on Rumbleverse. But whatever you can put in the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on whatever platform, please do it for us because it helps us out a lot. Housekeeping for you. A new episode of Our Last of Us Breakdown and Review is up as a kind of funny screencast. That's right. For each and every episode of The Last of Us HBO, it airs on Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific. We are live on YouTube.com slash kind of funny, running through our thoughts, our opinions, our rumors, our thoughts, our reviews, our opinions, and our thoughts. Yeah, dude. It's me, Blessing, and Tim. We have a great time. If you want to get it, you can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny live, like I said, as we do it later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny, or of course, on the Screencast podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news! Six items on the Roper Report. A big dozen! Number one, ladies and gentlemen, the Atomic Heart Review Embargo has lifted, list, lifted, yes, and we have your roundup. Currently on Metacritic, it's at a 75. On Open Critic, it's at a 74. Luke Riley at IGN.com gave it an 8 out of 10 and said, Atomic Heart is a deeply ambitious, highly imaginative, and consistently impressive atom punk. At, at, atom. Up at Adam. Like Adams. Like the Adams that are like making us up. Black Adam Black. Punk. No, not like Black Adam. Watched that on the plane Adam the other Smasher. night. Adam Smasher. Yeah, I watched it. Yes, like Adam Smasher. I watched that on the plane with no sound because, you know, we're trying to take care of Ben or whatever. So I'm just watching everybody else's screen, watching some Black Adam, watching some Jersey Shore, watching some Quebec movie. It doesn't matter. Anyways, Black Adam. Oof, what a picture. You know what, what I mean? Don't even get me started. Impressive Adam Punk inspired attempt at picking up where the likes of Bioshock left off. Something it's done with a lot of success. It certainly makes missteps, chiefly with an irritating leading man and self-indulgent habit of using the same tired tropes it tries to make fun of, but this stern, super-powered, and stringently solo shooter has worked its way under my skin despite these flaws. Atomic Heart didn't always blow me away, but it definitely has the ticker to punch above its weight. Jordan Ramey uh, over at GameSpot gave it a 6 out of 10. Thank you. I knew I was wrong, but I didn't know what I was wrong with. Ramey. Ramey. 
Jordan, I won't screw it up again. I apologize. Uh, there are quite a few parts of Atomic Heart that just don't fit together or neatly fit together. And those disparities create an experience that often feels at odds with itself. That disparity is most evident in how the history of the world in Atomic Heart is interesting and sets up an intriguing conversation about the nature of free will and collectivism. Uh, but then the unlikable protagonist repeatedly prevents that topic from being explored. Atomic Heart is certainly going to appeal to some people, especially those looking to relive Bioshock Infinite, but it's not an easy recommendation. And then Josh West over at Games Radar gave it 2.5 out of 5 stars and said, Atomic Heart lacks focus. It's a messy video game with big ideas and a desperate need for refinement and further optimization. Jesus. What? Do you watch the game? Brutal, yeah. Uh, this is perhaps best reflected in the decision to dilute the linear nature of the core campaign with a wide open space to explore. There's exceptionally little to see in this sprawling area, which is populated with a small set of repeating houses, one model of vehicle that you can careen into patrolling enemies, and an unwielding alarm detection system that often leaves you battling waves of androids with little reprieve. Atomic Heart wants to be a lot of things all at once, but, I'm sorry, and while that ambition is certainly commendable, uh, Mundfish isn't able to execute its ideas with any consistency or clarity. Tim, as we continue to watch, because I want to see more of it, where are you at with it? everything you've heard here about Atomic Heart? Um, I haven't really heard much, honestly, and this looks beautiful. Yeah. Like, the graphic quality of this game is, I mean... Gorgeous, yeah. I can't think of many matches for it, right? Like, there's there's a lot yeah, I can, the, you, as if you're If you are an uh, um, audio listener, you are thinking, I, looking at this, it get, definitely gives you that Bioshock thing we've talked about. It gives me that Prey vibe you, I think about. Right now in the open areas, it's giving me a pretty Fallout uh, vibe. I mean, yeah, I, I think pretty Fallout is like an undersell just in the sense of like, this is just a, it's pretty, pretty, period. Yeah. Like, I, like the level of animation here and stuff, like this is, this looks like a next gen Bioshock with the, obviously a different um, location and, and setting all that stuff. But uh, yeah, this doesn't look like something I'm that interested in actually playing, but I want to watch Andy play it. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. um, but I'm I am a little surprised at uh, the diversity of uh, review scores here. Sure, um, I kind of expected this to be a little bit more uh, consistently a seven, one way or the other. Yeah, and it feels like you know people are either kind of like, hey, it's pretty damn good, or people are like, hey, it's just not quite that. Well, good. and that's so. the thing about it. This morning, of course, uh, blessing has pulled together just three from the seventy four uh, on Metacritic. It has dropped to a seventy four. On Metacritic, uh, and yeah, you go through and you look at it. Obviously, I gave you the eight out of ten from IGN. I gave you the six out of ten from Gamespot. You can continue to scroll and find it, yeah, all over the place on what people are actually getting it. All the way down to Twinfinite giving it a forty. Games Radar giving it a fifty. Like out of a hundred. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or whatever. I'm. I'm not. I haven't clicked through to Twinfinite to review. Yeah. But yeah, you know. However, Metacritic's breaking it down to be that way. It is interesting that um, even like the some of the the bad reviews. Hey, this probably might be for somebody just on an easy recommendation. And I think that that from seeing this and looking at it, it's like that all adds up to me. Like this does seem like it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But uh, the people that enjoy it, I can see them really finding a lot to love because it does look like things we've liked before, but very pretty. And that's a yeah. good combination. Two out of five is what the Twinfinite official uh, rubric would put it at. Uh, Jake Sue gave it pros. World building and lore are particularly interesting. Plenty of room for experimentation in combat and skills. Cons, awkward writing and delivery with dialogue. Cumbersome looting and crafting processes. Uh, lifeless open world. First-person platforming can be frustrating. Glitches and bugs galore. 
Mm-hmm. What about, uh, here we're looking at the fantasy league where the one and only Parrish Lily does have this. Uh, right now he'd be getting four points off of it. Uh, we'll see if that sticks. Yeah, you know, I'm a big Fallout fan. I am a big uh, Bioshock fan. And this has been not the vibe, but the questions I've had about this game since we've seen anything from it. Where I look at it, I'm like, man, that looks too good to be true in terms of a game coming from a studio we don't know much about, and it's coming on the market, it's doing this thing, what's it going to be? I read these reviews, and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'd pass. Like the When you have a shitty protagonist that I'm playing as, I don't want to be that guy. That just doesn't sound fun to me. Do you pass? Game, game pass. pass? It is on Game Pass, right? <laughs> or is it? Is it it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's it definitely a way to jump in and check it out there and see what's up. But for me personally, I think there are so many awesome games out right now that I, mean, I really yeah. don't. What have time, time to right. sit there and be like, you know what? I'm going to go try this. And maybe later on, we'll see. Yeah, I know the, the vibe in the office, there's a lot of excitement for this game around here. Yeah, yeah. Blessing want, and I know Andy were very yeah. much, but I, I wonder if they're going to cool on this. I know they got review code, but obviously PSVR, me being out of the office, there's a million things going on to not make it where we get something up on our own. But we'll see what's up. Mm. We'll wait and see. Number two on the Rope Report, ladies and gentlemen. This is a PSA. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom art book has seemingly leaked online. This is out of Bankhurst at IGN.com. Barrett, I assume we're not showing it, right? This is just the PSA. Absolutely not. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh, is nearly here. And as it has been with so many other games, spoilers seem to have begun to leak online entire. Er, I'm sorry, early. Uh, in this case, it appears people have gotten a hold of the art book that comes with the collector's edition. In it, it is announced you play as Ganon. Oh, fuck, weird. And kills... No, nah, I'm making all that up. Uh, I've oh, taken... I've Zelda ta- is dead. Zelda is dead. Uh, confirmed it. I've taken a look at these. This is back to the real article. I was just joking around. I've taken a look at these images, and there isn't much context to them, but it does include enemies, locations, outfits, and other items that you may you would love to be surprised as you journey through uh, Hyrule once more. We encourage people, if they'd like to, to mute keywords on social media platforms to be safe, including The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Link, Hyrule, Ganon, etc., are, would this ruin it for you? Um, no, I mean, I, I've, I've heard about some of the... Like, this seems like the type of leak that would only really, really, really spoil things for people that really, really, really are into things. Yeah. But like, it's unfortunate when things like this happen, especially for games like this that are so uh, hyped and people, so many people are so excited for for a multitude of reasons and us being so close to Nintendo being as secretive as they are and controlled uh, the narrative of what they've shown about this game and the kind of... the. This game functions differently than a lot of other games because the mystery and the exploration and like discovering things is such a, a huge part of what makes Breath of the Wild special. Sure. So it's kind of a bummer that um, anything is leaking this way. Yeah, yeah. So close to this game actually coming out. Like we are months away, like single digit months away from uh, playing this game. So yeah, it's kind of, it's not ideal for sure and be safe out there mute things but like everybody should know to do that anyways for things that they actually care about and don't want to be spoiled yeah i had i had some things uh spoiled for me that came up on my timeline barrett bears the type of guy and that's the thing barrett, and, that, like, and that's you're like the most me, into it like and, d- yeah for me there was a particular image where i was like damn i wish i did not see that uh because there's uh is it yeah. where Zelda's kissing Link? Yes, exactly. Smoochin. Yeah, they're a big smoochin. Uh, but, you know, there are some things that we may or may not have talked about, like, uh, throughout the, the last couple of years, Tim, right? That, like, uh, related to something that I saw that I was like, oh, maybe this is, maybe this is, the story's going this way and stuff like that. So, yeah, if you're a Zelda nerd and you see any of these images, I think you're going to, you would pull a lot out of them. So, I have... There's only two images that I saw uh, pop up on my timeline, thankfully. N- not much more. Uh, but from the discussions I've seen of people, you know, 
being kind of concerned of if uh, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be a little samey. Uh, the people who have like really dove in deep are saying, no, you know, we've got a lot to be excited about. So I'm, I'm looking excited. forward to it. Real excited. But I'm looking forward to it, but like, and this is definitely a Greg Miller personal thing, like where enemies, locations, outfits, none of that would get me. But yeah, I'm exactly. also a psycho where it's like, I'm on the TikTok. I'm going, it's like, oh, here's the Quantum Mania after credit. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Let's look. I don't care. I wasn't there on opening night. I'll get there eventually. Tim Nitmick's going to make me come. Ew. You make me come all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do not, do, not, do not go to ads now. <laughs> am I there for the movie? Am I not there for the movie? You're going to make me come every time. Why did this be so big? You know what I mean? God. Barrett's always like, what's underneath here? And I'm like, don't ask. Why is it so sticky? <laughs> Number three, Ooh. Miyamoto says Nintendo is always working on Mario, but isn't ready to share anything just yet. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Uh, Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto has said Nintendo isn't ready to end fans' wait for news about the fresh entry in the company's flagship franchise. In a recent interview, IGN asked why a new Mario game hadn't been announced to coincide with this month's opening of America's first Super Nintendo World or the upcoming release of Super Mario Bros. movie. Quote, We're always working on Mario, so when we get the time uh, where we can share information, we'll certainly do so, Nintendo representative director Miyamoto replied. Uh, The last new Mario experience was Bowser's Fury, which arrived in 2021 as a short add-on adventure for Super Mario 3D World's Nintendo Switch re-release. A year earlier, the franchise celebrated its 35th anniversary with a series of product releases, including compilation remaster package, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Last Man Standing Switch Online game, Super Mario 35, which was so cool, and Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch. The last new mainline 3D series was 2017's Super Mario Odyssey, while 2D uh, game Super Mario Maker 2 arrived in 2019. Miyamoto, who recently turned 70 years old, was speaking during a trip to the U.S. to attend the grand opening of Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood. During the interview, he also briefly discussed the current workload and what he might be interested in taking on in the future. Quote, in terms of the theme park, there's still Orlando and Singapore left, and there's still uh, movie work left. So there's a lot of things uh, that are still left on my plate, he said. Uh, On the way... Yeah, on the way, if I find something new and interesting, I would love to take part in that, especially if there's any kind of new technology. I would love to see which one of our talents would be best suited for that. Look at this linky-ass Mario. <laughs> you know what I mean? What I want more than anything, Greg, is uh, a new Mario announcement this year. Like that, I'm itching for it. I need new Mario from Nintendo. Pure made levels, whether 3D or 2D. Either way, I am overdue, and I want it really bad. Yeah. I am like holding myself back from starting up Odyssey from scratch. Wow. And like, there's so much other stuff going on. So I'm not actually, well, you're only gonna play two thirds of it before but you get that's, pulled that's from the thing. But like, I just, I really want that. And I loved uh, Bowser's fury so much. And I even loved how much of an experience that was like it being a smaller thing. Sure. I had such a blast hundred percenting that. And I really wish that we can get more of those type of experiences, but that really just reminded me how much I want more of any type of Nintendo made Mario. Like Mario Maker stuff is fantastic and I've had a great time with it, but we haven't had new 2D Mario, even in the new Super Mario Brothers style, which I'm sick of, uh, since 2013. That's a long time, man. I, yeah. That's the longest. Have we officially went the longest without a new 2D Mario that we've ever done, period? I think so. Because it like it went from the original trilogy, Mario World, and then we, I guess that would have been it. From Mario World to um, New Super Mario Brothers was 2006, I want to say. So 
Second longest run here. I hope it doesn't become the first, Greg. Um, I think we'll get it at some point. I do think 3D is next up. But, man, we're so overdue for 2D. But an Odyssey 2, whatever it is, any of this, I'm so excited for. And I hope we get it this year. Odyssey was such a good game. It's incredible. I could totally go. I would love another Odyssey. Ugh. Miyamoto, just do it. Just put it out. Stop do going it. to these. Stop going to these. That easy. Stop going and signing stuff. You know? I'm so excited for this movie, Greg. I was just saying there was a the new TV spot that came out uh, over the weekend and the things it showed. It just made me so happy. This yeah. movie fucking gets it, man. I'm excited for you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. You know, as a big Chris Pratt fan, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a worldly, of course. Jurassic World, of course. of course. I'm excited to see him there and mm-hmm. see what he's got. Wahoo. Wahoo. What say. That's what they do say. What I say is go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can, of course, get each and every episode of Games Daily ad free. You can watch us record our podcast live and ad free as we record them all on, you know, patreon.com slash kind of funny, where I'll be talking about you guys dying today and how it'll help me and benefit me. Um, if you wanted, though, more reasons to go there, there's the merch, there's the stuff, there's Chris Pratt right there. Uh, however, you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So, here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Number four on the Roper Report. Blizzard workers are upset. Was that a, you're, oh, you, you, no, put, you put up the four? Sorry. Four. I couldn't Sorry. tell if you had Wasn't a question. No question. If you were announcing no the comments. four horsemen was here, They're Arn here. Anderson, Ric Flair, about to run. Uh, number four. Blizzard workers are upset after a company meeting. Like <laughs> 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 it's an accurate headline. Uh, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, but it's, it's like <laughs> boiled down like. <laughs> Something serious. They're just fucking mad. No blizzards out of me. They're pissed. <laughs> this is Ed Nightingale. What day is this? this is Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer. Activision Blizzard. 
<laughs> Activision Blizzard has said it is, quote, proud of Mike Ybarra's leadership following a disastrous company-wide meeting to discuss an internal employee satisfaction survey. Uh, during the meeting, Ybarra, and I'm saying this right, right? I know Ybarra? Mike. I know Mike through Twitter, so I, don't, I yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, was asked several pre-screen questions on its supposed use of stack ranking for employee performance, the slashing of profit share bonuses for 2022, and the announcement employees will be required to return to the office or return to office working. However, Blizzard employees soon took to social media after the meeting to express outrage at Yabarro's comments. As Game Developer reports, Blizzard is set to slash profit share bonuses down to 58% across the company. In response, Yabarro commented, paraphrased, quote, if you think that executives are making a lot of money, you aren't, you're living a myth. Um, oh, I'm sorry. If you think executives are making a lot of money and you aren't, you're living in a myth, end quote. While the drop in bonus, uh, yeah, while the drop in bonus will affect all employees, it will have greater impact on employees with a lower salary. Uh, there were also reportedly concerns from employees about the impact of lower bonuses in the context of returning to the office, which will bring higher commuting and/or living costs. Yabar reportedly did not provide a clear action plan on retaining talent due to these changes, though elsewhere Blizzard stated it would be opening new offices in unnamed locations to act as hubs. Yabara did respond, "Quote." At the end of the day, we want people to be happy. And if decisions about being happy don't align with where we're going, you know, decisions about being happy don't align with where we're going and you won't be happy, then you'll have to do what you what will make you happy. Sorry, that was a confusing quote to read out loud. Uh, as game developers source at Blizzard uh, interpreted this as suggesting employees not aligned with the office working policy should leave. An Activision Blizzard spokesperson added, Yabara stated the company would, quote, listen to the team's feedback and balance it with, quote, what's best for the business and serving players long-term, end quote. Employee concerns around financial difficulties were especially strong uh, in the quality assurance and customer service departments, to which Yabara reportedly replied, quote, some of our disciplines are not long-term disciplines, end quote. An Activision Blizzard spokesperson responded that these areas are considered, quote, not term, not long term disciplines because the company wants people to grow and take on expanded responsibility and opportunity, end quote. I, I'm really struggling to understand why all these companies are pushing the required coming into studio stuff or uh, office stuff so hard because I just... I can't find the, oh, that's why reason that this is all happening. And it's, it's not just Activision Blizzard. Of course, it's, it's very easy to dunk on Activision uh, Blizzard and to criticize their decisions. Sure. But even in the last couple of days, almost every major tech company has announced some form of this, either publicly or internally. And I think last night, even Amazon uh, said that it's going to start requiring everybody. And that trickles down to through all of Amazon's businesses. Uh, and I just, I was trying to just Google, try to find some research. I'm like, what, what's the point? Like, what is the, the thing? And I just, I simply don't get it. And like, there's so many, if this and that problems where it's not, there's a cut and dry solution that everybody's happy with because there is realities to some people need to be in office. Some people don't, some people this, sure. some people that, and because of the pandemic, it's proven that many people can work from home, uh, in those situations, but Companies need to figure things out, balancing all what they're talking about here about like the commutes and the this and that. Everything has a equal ramification problem on the other side. And sure. uh, what a lot of companies have done in the last couple of years has created tiered systems on depending where you work remotely in America, th there's different pay caps, there's different um, 
like what you would get paid in the Bay Area, which would be like tier one, is very different than what you get paid in Ohio, which I think was is a tier four or five. And there's tier like, ass, you know, there's like standard tiers that like standardized to some extent tiers that a lot of these companies are uh, using. But then what that means is there'll be um, pay uh, holds where roles can't be hired at certain tiers. So what that results in is people roles opening up at companies and people not being allowed to hire people in the Bay Area. Okay. People not being allowed to hire people in New York. Yeah. Even if the companies are based there because gotcha. they can only hire these positions from people that are remote. So it's like, that's an equal problem on the other side. So it's just like, it's complicated to see this all play out. And it's just shitty that and it's shitty to see how this Activision thing's handled top to bottom. I just, does somebody fucking know? Tweet at me. I mean, if you have a good article that explain it, let me know. I think the, I mean, and I could be talking on turn. If somebody knows, tweet the article at us, please. Or, you know, kind of funny.com slash wrong the article. The reasoning I've always understand is control. It's about controlling people in their time, right? Like, yeah, work from home is great, and a lot of people can do it. And there's that one that goes around every so often I see on Reddit, of, or you just whenever you see a meme go through of the person who's like, I realize I only, when you work from home, you only end up working, really working hard, like two or three hours at a time. So I have 16 work from home jobs, and they have all these laptops set up. Yeah, all straight this up. And I think that's the idea is that they understand they're not getting all of their time bandwidth and power even though they might be doing the thing it's also i think making a a, a not generation because obviously there's so many different people but it's making a time where you know the worker is kind of savvy to the fact of like oh like this is just a job it doesn't have to be my life i can check out and i can still go see my kids my wife my husband i can do whatever i need to go get do. multiple jobs <laughs> yeah yeah exactly there's people who abuse it you know what I mean? many like, many many people of course and I think that when you give that kind of power to the worker, that's when you see stuff about, you know, well, let's well, them start talking about unionization. They start doing that. I think I saw it go through in the chat or whatever, right? And the idea that, hey, uh, it's a union-busting tactic as well. Now, the reality, of course, is the fact that Activision Blizzard and, and every other company probably worrying about something like this have office space that they have multi-year leases on that they do need to get something out of. Yeah. But it's the same reason of like, you know, when you, when you you go to any any tech company whatever any company that's like hey breakfast and lunches are catered here hey once a once a once a week or whatever we do dinner here too the idea there isn't really giving back to your employees it's hey we don't want you to leave the fucking building we want you to go have a 15 minute lunch and go back to your desk rather than go out and have an hour long lunch and get distracted and come back and then have to get back in the vibe and stuff this is my understanding of it and i could be wrong and i'd love to hear more about it if i am but like i think that's a big part of it and like that is a big part of the, I don't want to say seedy, but like maybe more negative side of it. There is an argument of, and especially of what the job is and what the role is of like being in the office and being able to bounce ideas sure. and creativity and meetings and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to make it sound like everybody should work from home and that's the only thing and yada, yada, yada. It's more like we, you know, made the move in October to move back into the office and work from here. And I've, found it so reinvigorating and awesome to be together and again the content creations we're making let alone the relationships we're having in terms of like talking to roger not just about work you know what i mean like getting able to you know do build friendships around what we're doing and stuff like that helps us with our content but that's a different ball of wax overall my whole understanding for the most part is yeah i think it's just about control and i think even that sounds extremely negative but in a way it is like well they want you to be working on what you're supposed to be working on or doing what you're supposed to do and it will be interesting, you know, you're back to the headline of Blizzard workers are upset after a company meeting. Like, I think a lot of workers are going to be upset because you knew a course correction was going to come eventually. You knew that it's going to go so long before the rubber band contracts and people want to do this. And that is going to be hard for people to accept. And again, 
That's my thing that, that, that I don't know that, though. It's like, I just... Wish part. I, wish part. That's going to be hard to go, like, No, that it's, like, it's inevitable that it was going to rubber band, because it's like, I just don't get that part. Like, what you're saying about the control and all stuff, yes, that's true. There's going to be aspects of that no matter what's happening. I just, I don't, and even the Renton stuff, some of the, the arguments there don't, I can't follow the logic all the way through, because none of these companies, at least the ones we're talking about, as far as I know, are requiring full-time back in, in office. It's all, like, once a week, twice a week minimum, recommended three times a week there's all this like weird language that yes like there are shitty aspects to that but it just there's not a logical conclusion endpoint to me where i'm like oh this is why everybody seems to be pushing this so hard and so unilaterally it just seems like all the all the biggest major tech people are like doing this and acting on it and then there's and i, I shouldn't even say tech it's just like all the major people out there are doing this and then there's people staunchly on the other side that are like fuck that we are work from home like if you're making people go back in the office you're wrong and it's like i i side more on that to an extent for certain jobs but it's like i just don't get the the fierce push for this there has to be a reason that i'm not understanding uh, Nano has written in with an article from Fortune.com. Uh, why our boss is obsessed with returning to the office? It is behind a paywall right now, so I can't tell you. Those motherfuckers. Uh, well, that's why they're obsessed. Uh, Nano gave a different one, saying that uh, an article on data showing the opposite that in office isn't as good. But I think that's been going around too. Yeah. So people are saying, like DJ Mayer in the side saying, justifying middle managers, and that's the thing. It's like when it comes to the justifying with all this stuff, it's like so. Then the other answer is layoffs. And it's like, they're just, these companies have ballooned so big. They have so many people that they have to take care of, or they're not going to take care of them. There's, I, this is complicated as all shit, man. Yeah. Well, there was a world changing pandemic. And this is the aftermath of it now as we try to f- figure this out. I'm um, looking through that. You're wrong. People have written it with other stuff too. Pandemic aftermath. Sounds like a 2003 movie. Should be a mode in Last of Us Factions too. But I digress. Uh, number five on the Roper Report. It looks like Returnal is off to a slow start on PC. This is Jordan Midler at VGC. Returnal appears to be one of Sony's weakest PC launches so far. The roguelike shooter has so far re- achieved under 7,000 concurrent players on Steam during its first weekend, according to SteamDB. For comparison, the only game in Sony's recent PC catalog to have performed worse is Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which manages 610 peak concurrent players. And I heard three of them were Janet Garcia's family. Uh, Sony's other PC ports have performed far better, with God of War uh, leading the pack with around 74,000 concurrence, Marvel Spider-Man around 66,000, Horizon Zero Dawn at uh, around 56,000, and Days Gone at around 28,000. Returnal was released for PC earlier this week and is currently the 165th most played game on Steam in the last 24 hours. However, even some of PlayStation's larger IPs have seemingly failed to make a large splash on PC so far, as Uncharted, the legacy of Thieves Collection, managed a similarly low 10,851 concurrent players uh, during its debut weekend, despite being a far larger IP than Returnal. In June 2021, Sony claimed the game had sold around 560,000 copies on PlayStation 5 during the first two months, which was within its expectations. I really wonder what Last of Us is going to do next month. Because I feel like they're pushing it differently than they pushed any PC release so far. Where we've seen a couple things from um, in, in the PlayStation State of Plays uh, announcing that, oh, Uncharted's coming and Returnal's coming and all that. But I feel like with Last of Us, there's been multiple touch points of them yeah. talking about Last of Us on PC. Of course, add in the show and add in the, the game being as successful as it was last year on PlayStation 5. 
um, it has the potential to, to really, really, really crush. Do you think that it will be Steam Deck verified? Because I feel like that is like a big, big thing for for people to want to do. Like that's a, a money maker, and I don't think that it's the game changing thing for Returnal in, sen- in the sense of making it like the biggest seller ever. But I do think that from what I heard, it's not verified. Which Returnal, one? really? Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I mean, I, I haven't had time to look into it. Yeah, right now I'm looking at an article by Last of Us from Eurogamer, uh, December twelfth. The Last of Us Part One will be Steam Deck compatible. Okay, I don't know about all that, but uh, like what the difference is between I just learned what verified actually meant last week. But um, I wonder if that has much to do with it because I feel like although small in like scale and, and relativity to everything, the Steam Deck audience is vibrant. They are. They sure. want to play things, and they they are the type of people that would want to play Returnal. So hold on, I'm opening up the Returnal thing, but I got to lie about my age. I'm gonna say I was born in 1949. Nice. View the page. Uh, and I gotta look. I'm scroll. Scroll away. I never know where they put it on the pages. I know you're all the people screaming at you, all the Steam people. I understand. I just buy the thing on it. It doesn't work. Does it not work? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not seeing anyone in the chat say if it's verified or not. Return. That's outrageous. I thought that. I mean, that was. I thought it was going to be. I'm with you. Where I was like, when it when it came out, and they were like, "Oh, Returnal's coming to PC this week or whatever." I was like, "Oh yeah, I want a code because I want to play it on my Steam Deck." It, it's not. It's not verified for Steam Deck. It's not. That's what they're saying. Damn. Pick it up north says it's not. That's garbage. So yeah, you got to expect. I, I hope that Last of Us will be. And I feel like like that should be a priority for. I mean, they, yeah, they say that will be. I mean, according to Eurogamer, they've never let me down. Yeah. yeah, Neil Druckmann over the weekend told us, don't worry, Ellie and Joel will grace the Steam Deck. That's great. And like again, I know like, comparing Return of the Last of Us is silly, so it's not like, oh, it's because of Steam Deck that it's going to sell better. But yeah, I yeah, do yeah. think every little thing helps. But I, I mean, that's my whole thing is like, the for me personally, and I understand that I'm a very different use case than just a PC gamer, but like, I was down to play Returnal on this. I was like, oh, what a great fit for the Steam Deck. That's going to be a great thing to chill out with and play and, you know, do the grind and go, totally. go through it. And I, again, yeah, I don't know if that would spike the numbers crazy, but... It is, you know, it'll be interesting to see because I did see people like, you know, Danny Pena tweeting about like, oh man, Returnal's really hard. I was like, oh man, you didn't play it on PS5. That's crazy. So like, here you go. Jeet Kunlo in the chat says, I'm surprised more people aren't talking about, oh, God damn it, it's gone now. What were uh, they talking about? But not talking about uh, DualSense, DualSense Edge haptics, haptics. Uh, with Returnal on Steam. It's a revelation. And I, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty damn cool. Like, I didn't realize that the DualSense haptic stuff can work on PC with Sony game. It's the power of PlayStation. It is the power of PlayStation, but that's a really cool power because yeah. the haptic stuff is super dope and obviously limited to PlayStation 5, but now if it can also be on PC, I like that that, to me, should incentivize uh, developers to to care about it more, and I thought Returnal did a fantastic job with the, the haptic oh, yeah, stuff 100%. and the sound yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything, so that's cool. Yeah, it'll be interesting if Returnal gets some juice behind it. I don't think it'll do juggernaut numbers, but I also don't know if they were expecting that. It's a really great game, a really awesome game. You should all play it if you haven't. But if somebody went through and was talking about it, you know, being in the PlayStation Plus catalog too, so there's like other ways to get it. But obviously, you don't have PlayStation Plus. You have it only in this, and maybe Steam Deck will change it all. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm a, you know I'm a, I'm fucked up in the head as everybody knows. But yeah. it was the I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. Midnight Suns tweeted like, "Hey, we're officially Steam Deck verified now." And I was like, "Huh? Well, everybody tells me I should just skip all the cutscenes. I like the gameplay." I was like, "Well, it seems like a." Game you shouldn't give a great score to, but nobody listened to me on that one. But I, I go back and play some cards, maybe. Uh, speaking of a game I do want to play, mm. but I'll be playing on my Xbox like a normal person. Uh, number six, Redfall's physical release will contain a disc after all. Hurrah! This is Ben Carey over at Pure Xbox. P- 
pure Xbox. Uh, Bethesda has made an update to its Redfall FAQ page to clarify the situation, confirming that the Xbox physical release will ship with a Blu-ray disc. Quote, the physical retail version of Redfall Xbox Standard Edition does come with a Blu-ray disc. The Bite Back upgrade can be purchased separately. Within the Bite Back upgrade, you'll find a code that grants you the Bite Back upgrade in-game items. Owners of the physical edition uh, of Redfall who wish to buy the Bite Back upgrade can do so either digitally or participating retailers. The physical retail version of the PC version does not come with the disc of the game. The Xbox Standard Edition is the only SKU that provides players with a physical disc of the game, end quote. Our national nightmare is over, everybody. Get over yourself, physical people. No, you know what I mean? You, Greg. You want a fucking box? You want Don't more trash? Don't sell the shit if you're going to fuck it up. That's more what I'm trash saying. on your shelf. I want trash. Want. I want all the trash, and I want it premium, and I want it nice, and I want it complete. And I haven't gotten that for a couple years. And it's a bummer. You're, damn it's it's going to keep getting peeled back. It's going to keep getting oh, yeah. away from no, it. No, it's game over. Game over, Greg. Just give up then. Just Unless you fine. want the bite back upgrade. And you'll fucking figure it out your life. Must have felt pretty great spending $30 to go see Ant-Man when you're like, oh, man, I could just watch this at home. You know what I mean? You're, you're a coward. such a fuck, dude. It's, and here's, I got a new enemy, too, it turns out. I was on the TikTok, and I saw a go-through of Steven Spielberg congratulating Tom Cruise. And saying it's like at the Golden Globes mm-hmm. or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. maybe the Emmys, maybe the Oscars. I don't fucking. You better know. fucking. You're, you're trying. And he was like, nice here, Greg. And he was like, oh man, you saved cinema. Maverick single-handedly saved cinema. And I'm like, all right, well, I hate Maverick now. And I loved that movie. You're such a. Fuck. But I fucking hate it now because we had him on the ropes, everybody. You know Not I mean? even close. Not movie, even movie close. Theaters are the ropes. fucking dead, and here we are again. Everybody, get in your fucking car. We're gonna go see mediocre Ant Man. Fuck just, me. Could have watched can it. You, you know? go away again. Black Widow. What a great experience that was. Came down to my house with uh, my bowl of cereal. Watched that at 9.30 in the morning. Had a great time. Boo. Now Bob Iger's over here. He's trying, he's trying to fuck up Disney Plus, too. You keep Bluey on there, all right? Tim, mm-hmm. I'm excited for the next season of Bluey, but that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Did you see that Johnny Gorgano wore a Bluey-inspired outfit at the Elimination Chamber? I sure did, of course, because I watched Elimination Chamber and goddamn what a finale to that thing oh, I mean, event. You know what I mean? But then, of course, I, I also did you see him on Instagram? Johnny Gargano put up his his he they threw his, their kid a Bluey first birthday party. No, and they made a cake from the show. Like inside the show, there's this whole thing about no. a bad duck cake, and they made the duck cake. Love it's great. that. Love do, 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 do. I guess it's for you, Barrett. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out today. Captain America, that's Sam Wilson, is in Fortnite. That's awesome. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 update 1.29 is available. It includes PlayStation VR 2 support. Sophie, a new superhuman KI. (laughs) Great Valley, a classic GT track, five new cars. And then, it's the moment we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Ultimate Sackboy is now available globally on iOS and Android. Sack it up, everybody. You're what at, is Ultimate Sackboy? Well, I, let me give you... I, it's an endless runner thing with mm-hmm. it, but I can give you actual... I got the uh, press release here, of course, because when it comes to Sackboy news, they know I need it. Mobile, free-to-play, time-based running game, Ultimate Sackboy is now available globally on iOS and Android devices, giving fans of Little Big Planet the chance to take on Craft World's new and crazy obstacle racing tournament. Can you beat familiar enemies in head-to-head challenges? Win the races to claim cool prizes all while looking real stylish? Or will you run into the wall and get totally wiped out? Ultimate Sackboy will enjoy regular game events and content updates with frequent releases of new characters, costumes, trails, 
and environments to explore, plus new and exciting gameplay features, too. I assume you've already downloaded and started playing? No. Oh, okay. I enjoy these type of games a lot, though. Yeah. But I'm kind of over them at this point. Sure. It's 2023. Well, let's know. see what else is coming in 2023. You've got new dates for you. Uh, Diablo 4's open beta is happening March 24th through 26th. Layers of Fear launches this June on Xbox Series, PlayStation 5, and PC. Lies of P launches this August for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Way of the Hunter Aurora Shores DLC is going to launch on February 23rd. Bare Butt Boxing. And that's B-A-R-E. Bare Butt Boxing mm. is coming to Steam Early Access on May 4th. And then Terra Nil is coming to PC and Netflix on March 28th. Do you remember the Mystic Knights of Tiernanog? Yeah, but I don't know why. I'm sure I did not expect you to know that. But like, there was Power Rangers, and then there was the rip-off Beetleborgs, and then there was the rip-off Mystic Knights, essentially. Gotcha. Dope toys, though. Okay. Dope Bear, toys. This, this is uh, Liza P? Yeah, very excited for it. Yeah, I know you're super excited about it. This is the Pinocchio one, right? Yeah. It's dark Pinocchio. Yeah, it's Pinocchio, but like an edgy reboot. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. You know what I mean? Nobody's been yeah. doing anything Jonathan with Jonathan Taylor Thomas will show up. He was in a Pinocchio movie. He was. Was he? Live action. Yeah. He was Pinocchio. Yeah. He was the titular character. What was the final word on fucking uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? Was that it good was or dope. bad? Okay. Yeah. Because I heard it was bad at one point, but that was early from like a screener. Like I saw a headline. For I think stuff, that person was it? lying. And then they wouldn't let Kevin in to see it. So then I was like, well, I'm not going to support this, you know? Wow. I get it. Kevin can interview the guy, but apparently can't see his movie. Not good enough to go you in there. You know what you can watch it, though? Netflix. Yeah. In my house. Semi day and date. Ready to go. It's great. It's awesome. They should do more of that. You know what I mean? Bought Megan at full price. Let that out more. Oh, I screenshotted something for you. I got one of those notifications the, uh, from Peacock the other day, mm-hmm. and I'll read it to you. Uh-oh. No, no. It's it's just for our own stupidity of who okay. we are and like what it is. But like, I got a bunch of notifications, and I was like, okay. And I, I was just glancing at them, and the Peacock notification, this is what it reads. Coming soon, that was cut off, but it says, a robotic engineer at a toy company builds a doll that begins to take on a life of its own. I want you to know with every word, I got more excited thinking this was a small wonder reboot. And then it was, watch the trailer for Megan. I was like, oh, it's Megan. I love the movie, but like, holy shit. For a second, I was like, is Peacock bringing back Small Wonder? Oh, my God. That's a free idea for you, Peacock. That is Every so... watch, this is awesome on Peacock. I would, the day that it happens, because it will. Yeah. Me and Andy will never hear the end of it. I mean, we'll do, I assume, Small Wonder in review. From the beginning. She's a small. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and of course youtube.com slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw up. What's up? What's wrong? The Endless Dark says the girl from Small Wonder was my babysitter. She sucks. Endless Dark, don't come in and fucking try to lie. All right? <laughs> oh, shit. All right. For, you know, Vicky, she was a child actor. Are you telling me she was also then on the side hustling, trying to fucking taking care of your baby ass? She's out there doing coke with Casper, all right? That's what she was up to. <laughs> uh, Ignacio Rojas says, even though the time between Super Mario World and New Super Mario Brothers is 16 years, we still got Yoshi's Island two, five, I mean, probably 2.5 years later and new titles on the handhelds like the Advance game. So he does. he's saying this is the longest drive to him. Wow. Good work. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I missed that. I missed that. I missed that. I was thinking about <laughs> fucking Vicky. small wonder. You're thinking about fucking small wonder. Jesus. Ignacio no. Rojas says, even though the time between Super Mario World and New Super Mario Brothers is 16 years, we still got a Yoshi, we got Yoshi's Island 2.5 years later and new titles on the handhelds like the advanced games. Yeah, those are new titles, though. 
I'm gonna need to, I need to look at this later. I need to get some math done. Good Wolf four two six says it's etc. Greg, not etc. Uh, yeah, I know. Good Wolf, you fucking moron. I'm just I'm here live talking. All right, I fucked it up once. You've heard me say etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was doing the over pronunciation of like a Willy Wonka. You did it right though. You overpronounced it in the right way. I don't want to deal with Good Wolf, and I don't want to deal with you if I'm being frank. Shit, your wow. Wii U bullshit. All right. I was right. I fucking won that shit. Uh, yeah, da, yeah, Holding yeah, that yeah, in for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah, get out. Yeah. Uh, now, Nano says, I can't find if uh, Returnal is Steam Deck verified, but sites are saying it works fine on Steam Deck. There you go. And then final one, maybe. No, I, we weren't wrong about that. I'm not, I, don't, I don't accept that. You're just trying to give me more information, which is fine. But that's what you get to do in the chat with each other, all right? Tim and I, we're up here regurgitating the information to you. You guys get down there and you go through our slop and you put it together over there. You have fun. Slop it up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another sloppy episode mm-hmm. of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, you, of course, have started a new week. Congratulations on making it through the weekend. Tomorrow, it's going to be Tim and Krista hosting this very show. Yeah, Krista from Kit and Krista and Nintendo Minute fame. When she's here, tell her she should probably drop Kit at some point and mm-hmm. get another Krista. And they can be Krista, Krista, like sister, sister, you know? I will tell her that. Uh, Wednesday, it's going to be Blessing and me. Thursday, it's going to be Blessing and Tim. Friday, it's going to be Tim and Blessing. Uh, remember, Thursday, I'm hosting the Dice Awards. You should come hang out and watch that uh, on IGN at night. It'll be me and Stella, and she'll probably pick me up on stage. Uh, if you're watching live right now on twitch.tv slash games or later on YouTube, or no, I'm sorry, live on Twitch or live on YouTube.com slash games. After this, we're playing Dead Space. It's going to be Nick and Andy. Uh, if you want to catch the archive of that, of course, like every other uh, archive, they go up on YouTube.com slash games. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Nerdy news you need to know about. All the video game stuff. We have a lot of fun. Nick just walked by, but he made that face at me. I hate it when he makes that yeah. face at me. Uh, you know, uh, what do you want to do? Go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, you can support us there. You can get each and every episode of Games Daily ad free. You can watch us record the kind of funny podcast where somebody has to die later this afternoon. Of course, you should use the free ways to support us, which is the Epic Game uh, Code. Kind of funny when you're buying something on the Epic Game Store or using where an Epic Game uh, If you want to subscribe, go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. If you want to listen on podcast services around the globe, do that. It's great. I enjoy Spotify personally, but whatever you feel like. I know a lot of people use Apple Podcasts and then, and then it gets into these like, fractions of a percent of people are like, the latest one didn't go up on Slimecast. I'm like, what? Slimecast. Fucking use Stop trying to be weird. All right? Just use Spotify <laughs> or Apple Podcasts. What's your fucking problem? Slimecast. Oh, man. Castorola didn't have the last one. I'm trying to go back oh. 200 episodes. It's not there. Fucking, you bunch of weirdos. All right? Your lives would be so much better if you didn't spend three hours searching for the best, weirdest say, podcast thing. Greg, we say podcast services around the globe, and we have to truly mean our word, okay? I mean, no, it's there. It's just they. I just I, I, when you show up and you're the point zero five percent over there using casty casty. I don't want to hear about. Casty, it. I don't casty, know. Right. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, it's been our pleasure. Left to hand. You. Oh, oh, because you're cut up here. I'm all cut. <laughs>